Nerdcaster Podcast. I'm your host, the resident Nerdcaster Joe. And with me this week, I have a guest I've been trying to get on this show since we started. He has been eluding me for months. I had to actually take my entire studio and move it to South Dakota, where this guy is, in order to get him on. But I finally did it. And that is why this episode is late this week. And my good friend, Mr. Dr. Machismo is here to talk about his experience as E3 for the past few years and what was so great or not so great about this year's stupid conference. Hey, Machismo. Pleasure to have me. Pleasure to have me. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you for finally, finally coming on. And thank you for the fucking theme music. Absolutely. <laughs> For those who don't know, he's also the one who created the lovely theme music you hear at the beginning of every show. So, you went to E3. Yes, yes. And did you enjoy yourself this year? Enjoy myself every year. Every year. It's, uh, it, was a, it was a good show. I think the, uh, there's a lot of differences with this show uh, and a lot of earlier shows. But uh, this one was pretty much business as usual, at least for my part. But compared to, like, this year, I know we talked earlier, and you said that the crowds this year were, were a little different than years past. Yes. Uh, in a way that there was a lot more people or um, because it's open to the public? Well, yeah, ex exactly. Because this year versus many years prior, um, the organization that puts on E3 um, decided that, hey, all right, we're going to open this year's up to the public. So it's not only just industry personnel and media, uh, and or registered media, I should say, and industry personnel. They said any Joe Schmo that can pay the whatever $100 uh, to get into the show for the exhibits, you're welcome to come. And that made this show crowd-wise ridiculous in terms of uh, getting in. It was so massive. It was such a crowd control issue that they had to open it at least 15 and a half minutes to a half an hour earlier than scheduled because... There was no control. Lines were wrapped around the Los Angeles Convention Center and down the street. It was nuts. And that's just to get in. So Literally to get in. The line started at about 5 in the morning PST. So the, did they let people in early so they could start on time and make sure everybody got into the venue before they started? Or was that just a courtesy thing? Uh, well, they opened up the doors to get into the, um, the, the main lobby areas in the South Hall and the West Hall. Um, but then they didn't open the doors to actually get into the exhibit, to the show floor. So what they did when I said they opened the doors, they opened the doors to the show floor um, to get those things on early. And just so everybody out there can get an idea of the layout, uh, check the Nerdcaster Facebook page at facebook.com slash Nerdcaster. And uh, we posted the layout of the, the convention floor earlier. Um, so... The crowds were crazy. How are the lines? Obviously, since the crowds were crazy, I'm sure the lines to get to any booth um, were, were just insane. Yeah. So this year's layout, right, is a little bit different. So over the past few years, now E3 has gone through many different transformations. Like back when I'm going to be conservative, I say maybe like 2010, 2009, around there, yeah. they had... Uh, there's, there's, there's multiple halls within the Los Angeles LA Convention Center, right? You have the South Hall, you have the uh, West Hall, and you have what's called Kentia, and that's down in the basement. So pre previously, the older E3s, Kentia was all like your third-party, uh, no-name brand, 
Japanese developers that made like stuff nobody really cared about. Correct, like counterfeit uh, knockoff controllers and uh, Dance Dance Revolution game pads, all that type of hey, stuff. Hey man, I like Dance Dance yeah, Revolution you, back you, in the day. You looked like you do, yeah, absolutely. Uh, gee, thanks. <laughs> so you had all those guys, and, and that whole space was full to capacity. They, you know, it it changed over the course of time. They don't don't know have the same you know traffic that was coming in, so they killed all of that and it's only in the south and the west but over the years Sony with the PlayStation booth Microsoft with Xbox now and Nintendo monopolized the west hall completely their booths were so massive that it was one two three it, it, next to each other it was all back to back and you maybe have like a little booth here a little booth there just to fill up the side space but those three booths filled the entire west hall so, so this, it, so this it, year, right? Sure. Is the West Hall the biggest hall? No. Okay. Uh, they're pretty much the same in size, almost. Uh, as you could fill the, 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 you know, with this, the same amount of, you know, vendors that came in to both sides. But what they did this year is now Microsoft moved to the South Hall in the very front. So as soon as you walk in the South Hall in the front, you're going to see Microsoft right there, which is like unheard of because it was always. The big three in the same hall giving the finger to each other with their showings and that type of thing. Every single year, you'd look forward to that. So this year was a little bit different. Was the change in difference a, a choice, or was this because of different crowd levels to keep crowds maybe from b going to the big three? That would obviously be the, the crowdedest place. So did they move it to try and spread the crowd out? Is I, that the reason? I think the personal reason is because there were some uh, uh, companies that did not show I usually take up that space, and I'm seeing I, I'm seeing this as a market shift now. Last year's E3 was the very first year in for whatever how long that Electronic Arts EA did not show at E3, and that's because they put on their very own production, which was coincidentally at during the same time E3 was running. It's called EA Play. I'm sure you can look that up and see that, right? So this year. The EA Play was a day before, was the weekend before the show opening of E3, so they didn't have to con conflict. Um, but EA was not, did not show at E3. So that big booth space, which was huge for South Hall, was empty. Microsoft had to fill that. Also, uh, other companies such as 2K, they did not show. That's another big gap. Disney was in there. They're no longer doing anything, so that's three major size booths that are not in the South Hall. So other than Disney, it sounded like more sports games or, or publishers didn't show up. EA with their sports games and, and whatever else. I'm not familiar too much with EA games. I don't play many well, of them. Well, they, their big title for, they're coming in that not a sports game would be Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. They still had a showing uh, in the PlayStation booth and in the Microsoft booths that were still there. Um, 2K games, that's sort of sports games, and some other titles like they had L.A. Noir that they pulled out last year. Um, don't really know how yeah. that did or what. And then Disney has their own conference now at the end of Correct. August. So, and that's what I believe everybody's going to be moving towards. So Sony is apparently is supposed to be having their own little conference coming up very shortly too. Um, and Nintendo has theirs. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Was it January? That Nintendo does theirs. So. I, now, is this something you would like to see happen, or do you like the congregation of all these people coming to one spot to give each other the middle finger? Me personally, I, I like the congregation of everybody coming to one spot. I just wish it was more rowdy like it was, you know, like five, ten years ago when it was like booth oh, babes. Oh, before, you, you, before things became PC, like everything else. Yes. I mean, booth babes were, I mean, it was like, there, there was, 
there was no cosplay this year at E3, which was a very That's crazy. First, first for me, I've been going to E3 since 2004 or five, and no cosplay, like none. I saw one thing, somebody dressed up as Beetlejuice. That was it. Nobody costumes, no nothing. You had nothing. Ni- n- you had no looks at nice looking anime babes or anything like that. When I tell you zero, I mean it. There were none. So you all headed to the Hooters down the street. We did, yes. <laughs> right across the street from the LACC. I'd like to shout out to the Hooters ladies. Thank you very much. Wonderful food, wonderful time. So, <laughs> on to the gaming. Yes. Um, you obviously spent the whole time there, right? But yeah, I did. I was and there from start to finish. So the big three. Let's start with Sony. Yes. Um, what were some of the key things that you've seen that uh, PlayStation has coming out or anything good in particular? They, they had some titles. I mean, they focused on their, their core. They, they, they did not have any of the big games that they were going to show. None of them were playable titles. It was just, you know, private theater-style demos of the games and so on and so forth. Which, That's the horse shit I hate. Yeah. It, it, it's like, hey, this stuff's coming. But then, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the game. It eludes me right now. But they showed it again this year. Correct. They showed it last year. Yes. Neither of them were playable. No. What's the name of this game? Uh, that would be... Uh, Dog Gone, Days Gone. Days Gone. Days Gone. Days Gone. Um, what's the point? Is it ever going to come out? It's supposed to come out beginning of next year, from what okay. people did, were saying. But they said beginning of next year. They didn't actually give you a date. They did not. And this is most of what PlayStation did. Yeah, they did that. They had they had some good titles that were already showing. I was a little bit disappointed in Sony that they didn't show off more VR because last year they were big on their VR titles. They were big on VR and and they didn't really go above and beyond to show you more of what their VR platform could do, which I think is actually pretty cool. Um, but they didn't really do that. So they showed off some Battlefield stuff. They showed off a couple of indie indie titles. One game that really, really stood out for me that I thought was incredible. It's not going to come out till next year, but it's called uh, Detroit uh, Almost Human. Okay. Uh, it's like a de- detective style game. Uh, please check out the the, uh, the demo of this thing. Uh, it's really cool. Really I do. Really cool. I do plan on checking that out. It sounds kind of like another game called Hidden Agenda. Yep. From what I watched um, from E3, that looks really cool. It's the same makers of the game Until Dawn. Yes. And that game was great. I loved that game. Yes. Um, God of War was another one that they showed off, obviously, uh, premiere. Uh, uh, Sony-only title. Um, unfortunately, not playable. Uh, but the cutscenes that they did show, extremely impress- impressive graphically. Um, but it's a God of War title. You know what you're going to get. It's the story continuing um, with the same type of style and gameplay moving forward. Did they try pushing a lot of the PS Link and PS Experience? Was that what they were going at? Because I know during the keynote or pre-con that I watched, they, they talked about that quite a bit with that hidden agenda game. Um, playing with your friends, you each choose an option on the screen, whatever option gets the most votes between the five of you ends up getting that choice and your character follows that path. Path could lead to certain death, path affects other NPCs or whatever in the game, uh-huh. which I find really awesome. Again, a, a lot like Until Dawn, except now you and your friends can fight over what choice the character makes. That's correct. Yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. I think... So that was like their big PS uh, Link, I think they're calling it. Their big PS Link push. Yeah. Were they doing more with other games there? They did, but a lot of those... Uh, those, those and it's a, 
great point. A lot of those type of presentations they were doing in closed door uh, executive sessions that they were having with like big wigs who wanted to buy the game. Yeah, more horseshit. Yeah, invest in the game. Like to the general public, they didn't get a chance to see a lot of that unless you were again industry press. Um, and, and things of that nature. So you would only be able to walk around and see games that are playable, and if you were one of the fortunate few to get in through the lines to see some of these uh, sneak peek video uh, video demonstrations, uh, like Shadow of Mordor, for example, that, was a, that line made no sense. Uh, <laughs> that's what you would get the chance to see. But those type of talks that you're describing right there, no, that's what's really not to the public. Uh, I did not sit in for any of those because I don't really want to sit in any of those. No, no, it's, it's all good. So... That's, I guess, what we got with PlayStation. We can move over to Xbox unless you got anything else to add. No, not really. I mean, it's, it, most of this stuff, believe it or not, you can see on Sony's page, and they'll show you everything that's there. Microsoft, on f the only thing outside of them debuting uh, the Scorpio, now known as the, uh, what is it, the Xbox One X. Yeah. Uh, it, it, very, very disappointing. Extremely disappointing. They did, again, what they've done the past three years. They have made a booth, really nice booth, set up almost the same way as they do every year. It, obviously, a different spot, as I mentioned earlier. But the problem with that is they centered everything around Forza again. It's Forza's their primary game. They got a boatload of playable spots. Then they had these smaller indie games. Now, there's one thing that was cool for, for Xbox is that they seem to be focusing a little bit more on the independent titles, which is a very nice plus to see from them. They did not really have any humongous Xbox exclusives that were like, oh my God, I want to play this game right now. They did not have any of those. They had some of the standards, some of the games. I apologize because uh, you just kind of rolled in here and didn't really expect to have anything ready for you. But uh, some of the games that they had, I didn't think were really that wowing, for at least for me personally, uh, I play all platforms, so I'm not so specific to Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo, but, I'm, but I can objectively say that it was, it was a very disappointing. They did not show anything uh, specifically that was going to blow you away for the Scorpio, new, new uh, Xbox One X uh, title. So that debut was there, and that was pretty much where they left it. But does this look like a rebuild year for Xbox? Then? They're going after these indie games. If some of those take off, they could essentially be Xbox exclusives in the future. Yeah, you're, Is that you're, what Xbox is trying to do? I don't know. I, and that's the question that a lot of people were asking. They were saying, okay, this is great. They, they finally debuted this system. Uh, now what? Yeah. So the question that everybody has is, okay, you put out this hardcore gaming system. It's, the, it's on paper, one of the strongest platforms that's going to be available on the market when they do release it. Fantastic. Who wants it? Who's going to go out and buy that? Who is going to go and spend the money that they just spent on an Xbox One to get this higher gaming system that right as of right now nobody's really programming for? Well, I mean, I could say the same thing for the PS4 Pro. Same, exact, same argument. I, I own a PS4. I bought a PS4 just before the PS Pro came out. My second one, by mm -hmm. the way. I could have waited for the Pro, but I didn't see really an adva any advantage other than the VR. Right, or and the 4K I'm, TV. Unless you have a yeah. 4K TV, there's really no need to get it. And honestly, if I'm doing VR, I'll go with something like the Vive and, and run it off a PC. There you go. So getting back to the Xbox. Sure, sure. And their indie games and anything else. There's nothing really more to report about them. Nothing you saw that crazy good or nothing that you want to... No, they had a... Uh, a uh, and I apologize. There was a game. Uh, it was a Pirate's... Uh, 
I don't remember the name of the title. I apologize yeah. again. And I don't have my computer in front of me today since you had me drive all the way over here. <laughs> I thought you just wanted to come say, hey, I didn't think you were going to bring on No, stuff. man. You, you called me over for the first time in like three years. You're, get, you're getting on mic. <laughs> uh, so there, that was one game that they had that wasn't exclusive. It wasn't indie, but it, was, it, it seemed like it was going to be a pretty good game. Um, they didn't really have any, anything else that was... Womp womp. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, if you wanted to move fast forward, I think the winner of this show, believe it or not, even though they only had a couple of titles to show, Nintendo. That's where I was going next. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I well, have been since that. the NES. <laughs> but PlayStation, as of recent years, since the PS1, has definitely been a stronger console, in my opinion. Sure. And I played the Xbox for a total of six months and hated it. So... Just coming from your resident nerdcaster here, that's where my loyalties land. Understand. Uh, but I have to agree with you. Everything I saw about Nintendo, while it didn't look like they were doing too much, it looks like they're trying to, again, innovate. Yes. And it looks like they, do, they are going to try to push the Switch a lot better than they did the Wii U. Yeah, they really are. And what was really wild, even though they only had of exclusives, they really only centered around the one major exclusive, which was that Mario uh, Odyssey, the Mario Odyssey game. Um, didn't really understand too much of the premise behind it. I did get behind to play it. I am not a Nintendo aficionado, however, I will say the game was fun. Didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I had a blast doing it. So, and I think that's what they're they're going for. So you got your hands on a Switch controller. I did. How do you, how do you like playing the Switch, the feel and all that? For the, if you've never touched the Switch for the first time, it will take you maybe, if you're a gamer, it may take you maybe four minutes to really get the feel of it, but it's really not that big a deal. It's, it fits in your hand nice. Well, controllers are right there. Sure. So the question is, because we need to clarify. Yes. Were you holding the Switch with the controllers attached to it? No, I was not. Like a Game Boy or whatever? I was not holding Were it attached. Were you using the Pro Controller, which is an $80 controller? No. I had the, so I had the, the Joy-Cons. I had the Joy-Cons detached from the unit. In independently? My, in, independently, yes. Okay. That's what I had. So, yeah, you didn't even have them docked in there? No. Some okay. people had them docked. Some people did not. I got on a system that was not docked just because they wanted to show you how it felt on different, different, different ways. Different yeah. ways. Um, that booth... It was big. It was very wide open. It doesn't have a whole bunch of rows like Sony and, and, and especially Microsoft. They're just kiosk rows and kiosk rows of systems demoing games. Uh, Nintendo's is literally, it's a wide open space with maybe like a row here, a row there, but it's wide open with a lot of very eager employees there to tell you about the system, to talk to you about it. Um, it's a very welcoming atmosphere in their booth. They're, awesome. they're very, very cool. Everybody there was dressed in old uh, roaring, tw uh, uh, roaring 20s attire. Like they look like old Al Capone looking people really? running around. Yeah, it was oh, that would have been nice. Going around kind of to mimic the, the Mario Odyssey game or some boards in the game. Um, huh. It was a very nice title. It looked really good. And the enthusiasm, like seriously, the enthusiasm in this booth, especially for this game, was incredible. I would have never, you would have said, hey, Machismo. Well, you, Nintendo's going to... Ah, I'm not going to go to Nintendo, but I'm telling you, everybody was in there. The line to get in there to see and play this stuff was just as big as... I think the number one line was Call of Duty, obviously. Um, the next was probably uh, uh, Destiny 2. Uh, the next after that is the, the Nintendo booth, period. That was huge. So, 
was that the only game they had to play, or did they have the Mario and Rabbids game? They did have the Mario and Rabbids game. Um, now, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. To me, and the little bit I saw that, it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> did you did you see that or I, play I, a little I, bit of it? I actually played it at the Ubisoft booth. I I will admit, I am a Rabbids fan. I don't know why I like the stupid rabbit-looking things. No, that's like, fine. I just don't understand where Mario and them fit together. That's what I, I, I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> It's supposed to be like a coinciding world between Mario characters and the rabbits, and they go through. And it's it's a rabbits game in the Mario universe. It's yeah, but those little bastards never showed up in any other game. Why now? <laughs> Mario's been around for years. There's no reference to them. At least I, I can understand if I saw one of these little bastards hopping around in the background of one of the games or something. But I don't understand how they're linking these two worlds now. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you on that one. <laughs> But well, is it like a party game? Is it, there an objective to it? I don't, I don't understand the point in this game. Uh, yeah, I don't really know the ob- objective either. I just kind of jump on when people walk off the game. I'll, ju- I'll kind of sneak in there and move around us to see the gameplay. It, 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 it was kind of fun. But it's not like a Mario party game where, where you're like rolling dice on a board and then no. you have little mini games. No, no. Uh, it, there may be mini games. I don't know. I did not ask anybody okay. about them. Um, I didn't, but it looks I, like the game actually has a plot and a start and a does, finish. It does, yes. Not, not like a party game. Okay. No, it's not, it's not a party game. Did, were the, was there any other games with Nintendo? Breath yeah, of the they, Wild? Uh, uh, no, they did not have any yeah, of those out there. I didn't think they would, because um, that's already There were a couple of other uh, uh, smaller titles that they had in the corner. Uh, they had Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario Kart, which was just showing that there. Um, I didn't bother with that. Yeah, I don't know why they're pushing that. It came out for the Wii U. It looks a lot better on the Switch. I prefer it on the Switch. I do own it. But... I don't understand why you're pushing a game that came out on the Wii U. Yeah, exactly. The um, one thing that I do know that a lot of people were kind of hoping for was a uh, Smash Brothers title. They, they don't get they, me started. Okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> they did not have anything to do with uh, Smash at all. That might be coming out in the future. Um, I did hear some people asking that question. Nobody really had a solid answer for it. Were uh, they skirting around the issue, or were no, they just like, no, we, 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 there's no plans? Or I, I think the people that they were asking legitimately didn't know it was above their pay grade. I'm I sure. Think. So I don't think I was in earshot of the right people to ask that question. Um, but I know that's, that's, they're going to have to do something because way too many people are, are enthused about it, and it's going to have to come out with something. My guess is they're saving that for their own conference. Uh, if they didn't announce it there, that's the only thing I could come up with. Sure. Whether or not they're going to announce a brand new title or a port of the old one and then just add more DLC, which is my hope? Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else or any other booths or anything that uh, you can remember? There is so, I mean, there, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty standard. There is, uh, in terms of the accessory world, um, not that much. Surprisingly, again, the show is a little bit different than the other ones. You didn't see a lot of uh, third-party controller companies. You, you saw just the standard things. I tell you what they did have a, a plethora of was gaming chairs. Gaming chairs and, and uh, ESL uh, gaming teams. English has a second language? No, 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 man. ESL, what is that? I think it's the, what, the Electronic uh, Sports League. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was for people who couldn't speak English when growing up in school, man. That would be me, man. So <laughs> with the uh, the sports teams, they had a lot of uh, live gaming competitions on multiple different games. Uh, Overwatch. Yeah, they had, they had League Overwatch. of Legends. I don't see that. They had that. It was primarily they had it was Call of Duty. They had that. They had uh, World of Warcraft. They had that uh, going on. But gaming chairs, man. 
gaming chairs were huge uh, this year. Yeah. Don't know why. There's a whole bunch of different companies that had different gaming chairs, logos, the whole thing. I think the one that stuck out to me was a company called DX Racer, uh, DXRacer.com. They were, their chairs were cool, man. Yeah, you sent me the link to them. They, they were pretty badass looking. The customization of colors, the styles, uh, the fact that they were actually raised and not sitting on the floor and they have casters on them. Um, the fact there's different series and different – dude, they, the, the link you showed me was great. Yeah, they uh, also threw a pretty badass wrap-up party uh, at the uh, Chinese Theater downtown Hollywood. It was pretty cool. Um, so, you know, shout-out to those guys. They, they, they did a good job. Had a nice entertainment. But their, their chairs were very, very cool. Um, and you I, ended up buying one, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely got one for myself. And how do you like it? I love it. I, I, I love it. I'm, I actually – going to sleep in it tonight probably if yeah. I play some overwatch or something like that tonight friday 13th, friday the 13th yeah I'm maybe gonna, gonna check that game out <laughs> thanks to the nerdcaster realm they uh turned me on to this game friday the 13th i'm going to uh i started I've, the download of that uh, right now and i'm going to hopefully play that on this evening if i don't have to do uh you know husband style duties <laughs> which more than likely i'll have to but that's for a different podcast yeah. <laughs> So is there anything else exciting that you have to add to, to E3? No, anything? I mean, uh, I just... Any the, big bombshells that you, that we should watch out for? Oh, the one thing I do want to ask, now that we've gone through the top three, um, out of all of those, and, and to wrap up the E3 um, talk here, what do you think the, the best booth or the... I, I guess you said Nintendo was the most standout here. At this. Yeah, I think... Not standout in terms of its style or anything like that. I think just... Just with their ex excitement, the enthusiasm, and just the way that they're they're marketing this this console and some of their games moving forward. Even though it's yes, in my opinion, I'm tired of Mario titles. I'd love to see something else, but the, the damn game looked fun. It, it was fun when I did a little moving around on there. It it's going to do well. Um, the console is getting so much buzz. I'm I'm actually very very surprised. I thought it was going to be eh. And maybe go down south, but obviously you are a little bit more optimistic than than I was in regards to it. So I was very pleasantly surprised to see, Actually, you know, yeah. exactly how they're doing it, how they're marketing it. And it, it looks like right now, if I were to grade the big three, yeah. it's going to be Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, hands down. Okay. Um, All right. I I don't see where Microsoft did what they could have done to really. Reinforced. I, I, they are still recovering from licking their wounds from the, the two, three E3s ago when they announced the Xbox One and having to recover. Um, they're still not even in anywhere in comparison to where Sony is with console sales and the marketplace. So right now they're trying to, to lure developers back to developing for this new platform. And let's see what happens with this new, with this new uh, uh, console release. Well, I think that's part of the reason they also went to the, the indie games. Uh, trying to get them to design for them. If so, one of those takes off or something else, it might encourage others. Yeah. So um, I have to agree with you with everything I, I saw during my watching it on Twitch and all the reading I've done. Um, I do have to say that Nintendo probably takes takes it for me as well with Sony right behind them and yeah. Xbox dead last, but I'm biased. So <laughs> if you're an Xbox fan, I can understand. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, you know, I, like, I like all the consoles, but... Uh, I, I don't even own a Switch, but honestly, after what I saw and what I'm seeing and, and what I've touched while I was out there, I'm really heavily considering 
in all seriousness, purchasing a switch for myself. The, the, I think the, the conversation amongst the industry professionals is, okay, there are three major consoles right now. The majority of the, of the, of the gaming community owns one console, sticks to one console. Um, everybody's looking for a secondary console or a primary console and a secondary console. Mm -hmm. Do you want an Xbox One X as your secondary console? Right now, the answer is no. People are looking at the Switch for their secondary console because it's inexpensive and the games are damn fun. And it's also mobile. That's the one yes. thing I like about it. I mean, I think it's more of a mobile gaming system than it is a, a console. I think, again, with the, they didn't want to out the 3DS yet, so obviously it's a home console that you can take with you rather than a mobile console that you can dock and play on your TV. Dig it, yep. Whatever. It, it's a mobile <laughs> fucking console. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I, again, I was with you on that, though, when it first came out. Um, I, I felt like this is going to be a, a Wii U situation all over again. Sure. And if it wasn't for my wife, Lori, past guest, I would not have uh, purchased it. But watching her play, play Breath of the Wild, playing Mario Kart myself, even playing my hand at Breath of the Wild when she wasn't looking, awesome system. Yeah. I can't say enough good things about it. And traveling now... I have a feeling this is going to be my, my go-to handheld. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't, I don't disagree with you, and I, I'm curious to see where they go with it, and I just hope they don't drop it like a ton of fucking bricks. Yeah, I doesn't see it. This is their last hurrah, if anything. So I think they're really positioning themselves to do really wicked things with this console. Well, thank you for inviting me over to your lovely uh, server room, I guess, whatever you <laughs> call this room in your house. That's all right, man. It's, it, your, your fucking wind tunnel. That's right. We need to go outside and get back on this barbecue grill. <laughs> you, you, you lured me in here with ruse, and I see stuff set up on the table. I'm like, what, what, what is this? So did you want to give any shout-outs or plug your social media or anything no, else, your no, gamer tag? No, no, no. Plug my gamer yeah, tag. You, no. Yeah, you don't want to play with anybody? I'm not good enough to play with anybody. Yeah, I don't. I know. <laughs> so, uh, so again, another shout-out to your DX. DX Racer. Yes, DX Racer. Uh, check them out at dxracer.com. Love their stuff. Love those, love those guys. Um, thank Definitely. you very much for talking with me today, uh, Nerdcaster and Nerdcaster community. Appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you for coming on finally. And, yeah, I think I'm going to go check out the website. I did look at the chairs before. I think I'm actually going to try to pull the trigger. Um, remember, guys, follow Nerdcaster at nerd underscore caster on Twitter, facebook.com slash nerdcaster, on Instagram at nerdcaster. And be sure to visit our sites to read all our latest articles, listen to the podcast, and anything else at www.nerdcaster.com. And please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast directory, whether that's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anything else. It's greatly appreciated. That being said, you guys have a good week. Nerdcaster out. Nerdcaster out.